P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And we are here to talk about the most highly anticipated, <laughs> best film that we've ever seen in our entire lives. Yes. Really like Oscar worthy, well reviewed, cult classic. Never Thunder to be Force. forgotten. <laughs> mm. no, oh, definitely not. People will definitely be talking about this movie in a week. Yeah. I honestly didn't hear about it until you told me about it, but I it didn't is either. Number one on, it's number one on Netflix. It's the Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer uh, comedy, I guess, is the technical genre. Um, Superhero comedy. Yeah. It's written and directed by Melissa McCarthy's husband, right? Yes. And yeah. that and that truly I feel that's like is like <laughs> Yeah, that's like where it starts and ends. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy's married to Ben Falcone, who <laughs> you will recognize from things because he's in like almost all of her movies as, you know, some yeah. kind of random character or another. He's yeah. the like TSA agent in or the no, what would that be called? The the guy who's like on a plane with a gun if, in Bridesmaids. What's that oh, called? Air Marshal. Um, Air Marshal. Yeah. So he's the air marshal and bridesmaids. Um, and he has written and directed n- a number of movies with her now. I think almost all of which are bad and getting worse. And everyone is sort <laughs> of like, uh, hey, Melissa McCarthy, your worst movies are all the ones that you do with your husband. Like, we know you like him, obviously, but maybe like, <laughs> let's try something else. So awkward. Well, because the ones they've done were, were Tammy, which is where she's sort of like a drunk person, I think. I never yeah. saw it. And then the boss, which is where she's got like the pixie cut and is like selling Girl Scout cookies and yelling at people. And then mm. Life of the Party, where she goes back to college. Some movie called Super oh, Intelligence, which came out last year on HBO Max. And it was a romantic action comedy. And I never heard of it. If you came out during the pandemic on a streaming platform and we did not <laughs> hear about it, that's how you know it's a bad movie. <laughs> And then now, Thunder yeah, Force. I mean, we covered Hubie Halloween, you know, uh, like, that's get Hubie Halloween out of your mouth, Shelby. These we are covered the, the wrong category. Missy, the wrong Missy. Yeah, that's that's more on par with this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't honestly, go so far to say it's that bad, but it's close. Oh, I that's an interesting question. I feel the same way about this that I did about that. And that's that. There's no one more self-aggrandizing than the comedian of today. Like, I feel like they think they're so funny and they surround themselves with like, yes, men who also think they're so funny and they come together and they do these projects that they just think are so funny and they're not, they're Uh, not garbage. I think each comedian is allowed one great film and most of them have already done it. So here's my thing about comedians that I was thinking about while I was watching this. Because Melissa McCarthy is doing a lot of her usual Melissa McCarthy stuff yes. in this. And there were various points where I was like, oh, that's like, I've seen that SNL skit. Oh, she did that in this movie. Like, you can very clearly, like, pinpoint the moments, like, almost exact line repeats that she has. And I wondered if with comedians, most of them are funny for, like, one sort of specific thing that they do. and or a couple of things and it's like once you've seen that i don't know if it's that they get less funny or you just think they're less funny it's like is kevin hart actually less funny in the fifth kevin hart movie you see than the first kevin hart movie or is it that kevin hart is just the same in both of them and so by the fifth one you've seen him do the thing where he makes his eyes weird you've seen like his 
like the same like 10 things that he's going to do in all of them. And that there's just not like enough diversity there in the things that they're bringing to the table. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, I, mean, I feel like, like name a comedian who, who has like <laughs> continued to be funny. You know what I mean? I feel like it's very I think, hard. I think honestly, um, like Jason Bateman was the funniest part of this film. And it was cause he was being Jason Bateman, which is why I, I don't agree with your hypothesis because I trust Jason Bateman, even if he keeps repeating himself, but he keeps managing to make me laugh. Here's the thing with Jason Bateman, though, is that Jason Bateman's the straight man. He's not yeah. the funny man. So I don't know okay. if that's different. Hmm, interesting. Well, even Kevin Hart, like, yes, like, I agree. Melissa McCarthy, Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, like all of those people are, are they're not the straight people. <laughs> they're the like the zany ones. Yeah. I guess that's like Tiffany Haddish, maybe more, but Kevin Hart, like when Kevin Hart popped up in the, the rock, what is that? What was that spinoff? Um, Jason oh, yes. and the rock. Uh, um, uh, with Hobbs Vanessa Kirby. Yes. Mm-hmm. I laughed. I thought he was funny in that. And I don't know. I, I laugh less when, I don't know. I, I can agree with you, but I also don't know well, if I want to give comedians that excuse because I don't think it's just that. <laughs> here's And here's my second, here's my second uh, point about comedians that I was okay. also thinking about. Is I think that, that some of these comedians are better served as supporting characters in a movie than main characters. And when they have, to, when they get to a certain point where they're so successful that they're only playing leads, I think that actually hurts them. Like, I think Melissa McCarthy, if she pops, if Melissa McCarthy is like a, um, is like a, uh, you know, like works at a, I don't know, uh, like a Dwayne Reed in Booksmart and is in one scene, I think you think, oh, she's funny. Um, where if Melissa McCarthy is like the lead in the whole thing, then it's less funny. Like, like I think yeah. if you think about like Maya Rudolph, she mm-hmm. always seems funny because she's only ever in like two scenes of anything. She's You never have to watch like an hour and a half <laughs> of Maya Rudolph. You only watch five minutes of her and you're like, oh, she's really clever. Okay, interesting. I wish so that's like my second brought theory. some examples because I mean, even just with Melissa McCarthy, she became famous because of Bridesmaids, right? Like she's like, oh, gross, so funny. That's her role. Yeah. But then she did Spy, and that that made her super famous. Right. Well, I'm not saying that they can't be the lead. I'm just yeah. saying that maybe they shouldn't always be the lead. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, I guess similarly, Rebel Wilson, yeah, pitch perfect. Yes. Funny. Funny. But then, um, isn't it romantic? Garbage. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's rude, Shelby. That's a personal that's attack. The, that's your theory, right? That's the Matt Huff hypothesis. That's Rebel Wilson is better as a side character, as proven by Rebel isn't Wilson it is not the best part of Isn't It Romantic? <laughs> isn't It Romantic is perfect as a film, not as a. Okay rebel wilson vehicle but i would say like even kevin hart in jumanji i think is better than kevin hart in these things he's leading because he's you know sort of like a side character who can pop in every now and again rather than being the lead character where did melissa mccarthy come from was she in snl melissa mccarthy she was in gilmore girls Oh, that's right. She did start. Which I didn't watch, straight. but yeah. I think, I mean, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer have been friends for 20 years. 
Uh, cute. And if you go through their, you know, filmographies on Wikipedia or whatever, both of them were actors for a long time before they became famous. They were in a lot of TV shows and bit roles and movies and things. I mean, I remember Octavia Spencer was in, I was watching like Ugly Betty, I think around the same time that The Help came out. Like Ugly Betty Mm. was old, but I was watching it. And I was like, wait, there's that girl from The Help in Ugly Betty. she And, you know, yeah. she has, like, a couple episode arc. So I think the two of them have been around for a long time. Yeah. And Octavia Spencer's also not great at picking out roles. It out. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Octavia Spencer for a minute because okay. um, she's not technically a comedian, we wouldn't say, right? Like, I feel like she's more known for serious, not maybe Oscar-winning roles, but serious roles. Well, she did win an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, her genre of choice doesn't tend to be comedies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think she's definitely can be funny, but I think, yes, she's would be known as a serious actor. I would yeah. say more than a funny actor. I, but, yeah. Cause I remember her in the help. I hated the help, but she was fun in the help. She brought an energy to it. You know, when she feeds her the pie, you can like feel like she carries that scene. And I felt yes. none of that energy here. I really felt like of all the cast, Octavia Spencer phoned it in. Well, Octavia Spencer's role in this was to be the serious one. Yes. She didn't really have funny things to do. But as you've proven with Kevin Hart, serious and the, the straight guy can be the funny guy. Jason yes. Bateman. Like, right. They yes. can be funny. But Octavia mm-hmm. was just sleeping through it. Yeah. She was not doing anything in this movie of all interest. I think Octavia Spencer must still be suffering from some kind of... Uh, like something that's hanging on from earlier in her career where maybe she was struggling and she was like, I have to take everything that's offered me (laughs) because she is in so much stuff. If you go to her IMDP page, (laughs) it is just never ending. She is in everything. She was in two divergent movies. She was in the shack. She was in the witches earlier with. Okay. Wait, let's do the game where we see what she known for on IMDB. Oh, okay. Cause do do you want me to guess or do you want to guess? (laughs) <laughs> I um I I want to guess because I'm bad oh, at this. Okay. But okay. then you Let can look and then we'll see. Okay, okay, I'm pulling it up. Let me see. Okay. Cuz um, I feel like the only movies I can like pull her from is The Help. Yes. And then dang it, I can't remember what other Isn't she in another period piece? Yes. She was in another very big successful ensemble movie. That was also nominated for a bunch of Oscars. Man, I'm not even going to try because then it'll come out like racist. Like I can't tell black people apart, which is not the thing. I just am horrible at remembering things Um, on the spot. She, it was like set in the 60s. She had a bunch of scenes with computers. Oh, yeah. Hidden places. Hidden figures. Figures. Hidden figures. Which, by the way, did you know that that was written and directed by a white guy? I was like, what? Yeah, that's why there's that entire white character in it who's like, oh, I'm going to break down the colored person bathroom sign, aren't I a hero? The crazy thing, though, is <laughs> like, I feel like I didn't hear, like, that wasn't a point yeah. of controversy, really, in right. 2016, which shows you how far we've come, even just in the past five years, because yeah. now I think if had that been the case, it we'd have been like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's like... What about that movie you loved? That was like, okay, sure. What movie? The the way to be more specific. 
the Wa- well waves. yes Wasn't waves that- yes yes but waves was like <laughs> it was i love watching you justify this one let me let me guess what you're gonna say well it was originally a white family but then he wanted to cast sterling k brown and so then he had sterling k brown help write the story that's exactly how what happened <laughs> I know. It's well, so that's weird. not the that's not what happened with hidden figures. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't written as a movie for white people, and then they were like, Octavia yeah. Spencer, she'd be great. <laughs> yeah, well, Octavia was good in that, and then I really don't know what else would be on her IMDb. I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say the, let's, the witches. let's let's not like distract yourself. <laughs> um, no, okay. Another movie that you supposedly really like, I haven't seen. It stars one of our favorite celebs. <laughs> this is so Very bad. Attractive. This is why I can't go on game shows because I just instantly on the spot my mind goes so blank. I'm like, what actor do I like? This I don't is know. Embarrassing. <laughs> um, I should have had you guess. He was um Ma. he was in Creed. No. <laughs> um oh Fruitvale Station. Yes. I don't remember her in that, but I saw it a long time ago, like before I would have recognized her, I think. And then the last one is a Christian film that came out oh, in 2017. The one where she plays God. Yes, The Shack. <laughs> the Shack. Wow, she really has like done a lot of random stuff. She's been in like her. three television shows recently. She she was on that Red Band Society. She's done a bunch of voice work. Um, <laughs> she was in maybe she just Ma. Loves, maybe she just loves acting. She can't stop. I guess she's just in so much. I'm like, <laughs> Octavia, your your manager needs to like get you more money for good roles and so you can stop taking all of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Like you should not have been in Thunder Force. I mean, I think she's friends with Melissa <laughs> McCarthy, so they were probably like, Let's do a movie together. Yeah, that a hundred percent wouldn't have been the one she dropped. But she should have dropped like the witches or Well, she should have dropped the witches too. <laughs> yeah um i guess let's like talk about the movie itself like was there anything in this that sparked joy for you so the plot of the film is (laughs) that talk about that melissa mccarthy and octavia spencer are like friends they were friends growing up they sort of had a falling out like in high school yeah and then for whatever reason on the night of their high school reunion despite the fact that they haven't really been in communication for years melissa mccarthy's like i have to go to octavia spencer's place of work well matt it's because the prodigal daughter of chicago has returned it it said it on the news at the diner octavia had come back yes she'd been on the she disappeared from chicago chicago was like where is she we miss her and And then then she came back chicago was very excited yes (laughs) melissa mccarthy had to had to go track her down melissa mccarthy sort of like a the schlubby local and octavia spencer is the scientist who okay it's also set in this world where there's a bunch of supervillains and there's not <laughs> superheroes so octavia spencer's trying to come up with some drug to create a superhero yeah who can defeat the supervillains the miscreants yeah yes the miscreants yeah uh melissa mccarthy goes to octavia spencer's lab and gets <laughs> accidentally stabbed with some serum that is going to make her super strong so <laughs> yeah. now the two of them have to be the superheroes octavia spencer has invisibility melissa mccarthy <laughs> has super strength 
And then they're basically training, and then they fight Bobby Cannavale, who is, like, the big bad of the film. That's basically the plot, right? Yeah, I mean, that's how they felt about it, too. It's really just, you know, you got at me for for talking too much about the plot in Godzilla and how it didn't exist. But this this made Godzilla versus Kong seem like a masterpiece of of planning and layers and meaning. Because this was this was more simple, but it wasn't this was the plot nonsensical. Made, <laughs> not as nonsensical as this Godzilla so versus Kong. Nonsensical. Okay, I'm not gonna like do a deep dive into it, but I will point out one one inconsistency to just, i love like, shelby's shelby's uh, nitpick <laughs> of a plot point these are always yeah. my favorite okay let's Listen, go okay so you have the miscreants who it, it happened in the 80s as some sort of gamma rays from the sun made people with the right. i don't know they explained it that somehow yeah so as, the as it 80s happens. and then we're in today's time and it seems that everyone's just decided to live with the miscreants like there's no they're super villains. What okay, are you going to do I against get that. them? I get that. But then the main plot is that the the main bad guy is trying to run for local office. He wants to be mayor of Chicago so that one day he can be it's president like widows. of the United States. Yes. And he's a miscreant, which they don't which the general public does not know until he it, well so eventually, halfway through the movie, I he feel decides like miscreant he needs to... was a mean word. Did you feel that? <laughs> I was like, we shouldn't be calling other people that. It's so cruel. Yeah, they just need to be understood. But anyways, he goes to confront Thunder Force in the early days of their training, and to just kind of be like, "Don't mess with me," and that's fine. But what confused me most is how ambivalent Thunder Force seemed to be about about these miscreants hanging out with him. Like, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess we won't tell anyone that this mayoral candidate is hanging out with miscreants. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, these people's choices don't make any sense, including the fact that then he loses the mayoral race and decides to throw a party where, surprise, he's going to murder everyone who didn't vote for him. And instead of, like, telling the world, like, oh, by the way, he hangs out with miscreants. Maybe we should arrest him or something. They just like let the party go on and it's just it's total nonsense and it's only so that they can have the movie happen. Like if they sat down and thought logically about any choice in this movie at any point, the whole movie would that fall is literally apart. Every that that is so many. And movies, that's exactly why yes. I have issues with these cheap comedies that are slapped together because comedians like are jerking each other off about how great they are. Like okay. it's just like Okay. It's just too much for me to handle. Like I sat through the wrong Missy for you. You know, I watched I didn't Halloween. Pick that. I, uh, I've not done this to put the wrong so Missy many on times. Me. Hubie Halloween so was a bad. great film. Was so they're good. So Hubie bad. Halloween was so good. Hubie Halloween was so good that I went and watched whatever that mystery <laughs> movie was that they were also in. And I also loved. So we cannot <laughs> stay tuned for when I pick Adam Sandler for a, my birthday oh my episode gosh, this year. And really make that's, you that's endure. That's the day I quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay noted yeah. um okay let's talk about the one shining star in this film which was jason bat bateman as a half crab person which yeah. brought me which so much no joy sense. i thought it was the stupidest plot line ever yeah. jason bateman is like a superhero i guess who has crab arms and well, he's a villain he's a mis- he, he's yes. a bad guy but it's like 
And he falls in love, or him and Melissa Carthy fall in love. Yeah. But just the number of weird, absurd <laughs> crab jokes. Like, Jason Bateman yeah. sort of does, like, a crab walk when he's leaving places. At one point, it's like, his claw gets ripped off like you would when you're yeah. eating crab. It was, I found that delightfully stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was I the mean, one part it was of the admittedly movie I the only funny part. Yeah. I I did laugh once, and it was because of Jason Bateman. So, you know, that's something. And and that's probably why this has 21% on Rotten Tomatoes instead of zero. So congratulations, Jason Bateman. I saw that Melissa McCarthy and her husband are working on a film called Margie Claus. It's oh a Christmas gosh. movie. I was just like, no, I don't want this. I just, no, thank you. I don't get it. Okay. I, I understand they're in love. They're like committed. They think they're the funniest. Who, who is paying for these? I know. And it's just like, again, the issue is that like you look at spy and, and Melissa McCarthy's allowed to like stretch in fun and interesting ways. And it like, and it's fun. And she's not playing into this idea of like, oh, I'm a schlubby like person who no one takes seriously necessarily because she is like, like, yes, the cool kids don't like her, but in that movie, she's still like irrelevant. Anyways, we don't have to unpack the psychological issues I have with these roles that Melissa McCarthy constantly shoves herself into, which is like, I'm unattractive and uncool and like angry about it, but I'm not going to ever like, it's just like, she's never allowed to be like polished or put together or attractive or whatever it is. Like, she's always just like, I don't know. I have issues with it. And I feel like that's the sort of lowbrow comedy that they're constantly recycling with these stories. And it's like, I don't know anything about Margie Claus and I already hate it. Maybe it'll surprise me. I don't know. I think that the best work that Melissa McCarthy has done since Spy was in Can You Ever Forgive Me, which Mm -hmm. was a serious film that got her an Oscar nomination. Yes. I honestly forgot about that. (laughs) I wonder. And then she was in the kitchen, which was terrible, which we hated, (laughs) which was another like sort of serious-ish movie. Uh, But I wonder if... She shouldn't be trying to, yeah, like go outside of her comfort zone more. She's yes. clearly very talented. She doesn't need to be movies where she, in movies where she just like falls down and like rolls yeah, around like, on the oh, ground. Oh, I'm so klutzy. No one likes me. It's just L- weird. Like, yeah, I want, she's talented. I want more for her. Something that I am excited about is that she is going to be in the TV adaption coming up of Nine Perfect Strangers, which is by, Leanne Moriarty, or it's a book by mm. Leanne Moriarty, I think, who's the same person who wrote um, Big Little Lies. Yes. So I feel like it that is going to be definitely more serious. And that's the book that they chose to do next. I I heard mixed things about it, but okay. I, I, d- I, I don't that. really know anything about it, but yeah. I but I could see Melissa McCarthy doing well in that sort of space, like. I, yeah. where she can be like just funny enough but like also serious Yeah. so I'm excited to see what she does there and then I'm like well maybe we can sort of move her on into things that you know like maybe Reese Witherspoon or somebody who would be mm-hmm. playing rather than things that are just like rolling on the floor with like syrup poured on you yeah. or whatever yeah like I find Melissa McCarthy very charming and I I like her in stuff but I don't know why she keeps like playing into these like bad comedies and i don't know how how (laughs) they keep getting made except that uh, i just i feel like 
every comedian has one good film and then they ride on that good film for the rest of their career by making terrible movies that just get slapped onto these streaming sites and people like watch them because they're there but they're well, no good has a lot of good movies i know but like why why she corner herself bad into this for recently. her husband yeah. you know <laughs> no, it's the husband's fault that's who i'm blaming blame yeah. the man yeah maybe it's some agreement they have where his like ego can't handle her success and so she's like i'll do one just... bad movie for every here's the thing <laughs> i think one. it's probably a lot of fun to make these movies yeah you know like if but you is got it because the script isn't even fun and it didn't seem like this one at least was a lot of ad-libbing it just felt like so badly scripted that I have to believe that no one else was involved in it. Yeah, except but one I think person. That, like the movie set sort of environment would probably yeah. be a lot of fun if it's you and your husband and like your friends and you've made five movies together and it's sort of like, hey, we're all going back to make another one. Ugh. Like, I think yeah. that that would be a fun environment. So I can sort of see why you would want to be in it. But I also I'm sort of like these studios at a certain point need to look back and say. You know, the last six of these have been bad. Yeah. I don't think they're getting any better. This script is bad. Like, we know you guys want to hang out together, but maybe <laughs> not. Yeah. It's like, honestly, how hard is it to write a comedy? Because all of these movies make it seem super easy. It really does. It's like, I could write The Wrong Missy. I'm 100% sure I could. But the only thing I don't have is access to these, you know, self-obsessed <laughs> comedians. Yeah. Well one day i honestly matt i have great faith that we could pitch a better movie to anyone in this cast oh oh for 100 we would it's cast not a, hard. we would okay we would do a very funny movie i think and if the bar is like okay you have like your great comedies that people think are high art like Bridesmaids i think we could do Spy. like a blockers level movie yeah i feel like i think we're capable there's a that. happy middle ground in there that i'd be so thrilled we to could do by. tag we could do the package you know like honestly oh, yeah. give me that movie love 10 more package. times before mm-hmm. i watch another one of these like old-timey yes. comedians like adam sandler or who's the guy who wrote the wrong missy oh was... rob schneider yeah like i'm just like i don't need you guys anymore like Take your grown-ups and just leave. <laughs> I I want I want the younger generation, I guess. The people who haven't figured out their shtick and just stick to it. I also just think that working with different directors and with scripts that they didn't write would force them to have to do different things. Yes. It's like uh like in the Beach Bum, Martin Lawrence was so funny. <laughs> but I think it's because it's like, well, Martin Lawrence wasn't in that. That's not like an Adam Sandler movie. You know, it's yeah. like it's a it's a movie that's very different probably than what he is normally in. And they just are using him for this certain role. So he, he has to sort of like do things that maybe he wouldn't normally do, which yeah. I think is funny. But when you're doing the same thing that you always do with the same people, you always do it. Then that then there's not a lot of room for growth there. Do you think this movie had a lot of like ad-libbing like from the cast? Do you feel like that? That this was all original content for them? (laughs) I think a lot of Melissa McCarthy stuff was ad-libbed or sort of like, you know, like I think she probably has room in there where they're like, okay, here's a thing of raw chicken, like give us 10 minutes. And, you know, she's just like doing all kinds of funky things. Yeah, the the energy of the cast. Like, you were in improv. I just felt like they never worked. They never, like, 
coalesced really they didn't well, there work was nobody well together was, i think the only scenes that really worked were the melissa mccarthy jason bateman scenes yeah and i think those were probably more ad-lib yeah. but i don't know if octavia spencer's great at improv comedy yeah. and she's playing this super stoic character like melissa like, leo is so not a comedian boring. bobby cannavale i don't think is that that funny yeah. um so I don't know who she had to work off with, really, aside from Jason Bateman. When and those were the funny scenes. <laughs> yeah, it like really just drove home how great Game Night is. Like honestly, if you haven't seen Game Night and you sat through this movie, what are you doing with your life? Like, because I feel like it's fun to watch. Like Ryan Reynolds, I don't really like him, but when he was sitting across the booth with The Rock and kind of like just making stuff up, like nonsense up. It was funny. It's like fun to see comedians like be sharp and quick witted like that. But when they just like phone it in on roles like this, I lose respect for them because it's like you have a pretty easy job, right? Like not to not to discredit like how hard comedy is, but they've proven themselves as comedians. So it's like we know you have this figured out. But like, why aren't you trying more here? Like, it's just it's disappointing and it's disrespectful to their audience. I mean, the other thing is they might have done a bunch of takes and then the director was just like, no, we want the one that was the basic one. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, it, it depends. So like, now, later, never. I think it's the never. Yeah, you don't this need is it. Never, please. Like, I'm embarrassed that this is number one on Netflix right now. Like, there's a hundred better things to watch on it. I mean, really, <laughs> why? Like, why would you watch this when when you could be watching The Flight Attendant? That's my question. (laughs) Or if you're stuck on Netflix for a dumb comedy, literally, you guys, you have to give The Package a chance. The Package! (laughs) I have rewatched that multiple times and it still makes me laugh. Uh, uh, We run hard for The Package in this house. (laughs) We do. (laughs) Yeah, if Matt and I can agree on something, like that's it. So... The scene where he's having to suck the venom out of the decapitated penis. Honestly, like, just when the gold. guy cuts it off. Gold. Like it's Pure gold. Amazing. Uh, <sighs> uh, but uh, also Geraldine Viswanathan is just a gem. So really anything that she's in is is wonderful. Have you? Did you see Shiva Baby? No, I heard good things though. I know. I want to watch that because Molly Gordon's in it and I love her so much. But, but you chose Thunder Force. <laughs> well, because... Shiva Baby, I think, was like only is like rent oh, yeah, on demand just, or whatever. Yeah, no one, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> More people have seen Thunder Force, sadly. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, okay. Lightning round questions: If you had to be friends with a Melissa McCarthy character from a movie, which character would you be friends with? Because oh, I feel like they're 100%. all annoying. Spy is not annoying. Spy is very nice. That's the point: is that people just take don't take her seriously because she's a nice person, but. But she's nice, and all. Isn't she sort of like very like by the book though in that movie? I only saw that once. No, the whole thing is that she keeps not going by the book because she wants to save her friend and and crush. She she like keeps breaking protocol because she's desperate to to be a spy. In my mind, the life. character in Spy is the same character in like um, Miss Congeniality, who's no. like too focused on like the book. That's not no. the case. Okay, <laughs> never mind. My 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 memory of a spy is yeah. mostly I remember Jason Statham and Spy. That's the yeah, main yeah. person. That's I remember. what a lot of people say. But he was so funny in that. Well, um, who would you choose? Because they're all I, kind of annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. That. That's what I was trying to, to think <laughs> of. I was like, mate. I I honestly think that it might be the kitchen, <laughs> the sort of like uh, bossy like mob yes, wa- mob. What wife. a queen! Yeah. <laughs> Love that for you. <laughs> was she the one who pushed Margot Martindale down the stairs? 
No, that no, was that's Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish. Haddish yeah. Yes, that's right. Honestly, and she's then remember kind of Elizabeth Moss character. in that yeah. horny relationship I, where they I don't were just, want like, you to kill him. People. I want you to teach me how to kill. Yeah. Him. yeah. Oh yeah, let's kill him in the bathtub <laughs> and then bang outside. And yeah. then they all die, didn't they? Oh my gosh, the movie <laughs> no, was so they bad. don't. No, it ends with Tiffany Haddish betrays Melissa McCarthy, but then they decide to work together. But and it like ends in a freeze frame. Yes, but Elizabeth Olsen dies, doesn't she? Uh, it's not Elizabeth Olsen. Or Elizabeth, it's, Elizabeth um, Moss. Yeah, she does die, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. But um, I honestly remember that movie more than this one already. So yeah, I same. guess that's a better one. <laughs> it was so bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. I had a similar question, but I want to do Kiss, Mary Kill with Melissa McCarthy characters. And I did um, Bridesmaids, okay. Spy. And Thunder Force. Well, it, we clearly, already we know that I don't remember Spy that well. <laughs> You're right. Um, What's okay. another Melissa McCarthy you remember? Did you watch The Heat? Because I did that. I did watch yes. that one. Yes, I okay. did watch The Heat. Um, let's do, let's, that's a better one. Bridesmaids, The Heat, and Thunder Force. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's, that's a, just miserable, no matter how. <laughs> I think I'd marry Thunder Force, honestly. Yeah, I think she's the most put together of those three. Um, and then, well, which one of these do I want to have to kiss? <laughs> I guess the Heat and Kill Bridesmaids. Yeah, that's probably the explosive diarrhea. It that's really <laughs> it's hard to get past. And I don't love dogs, and she has about sixty of them. And I also oh, don't love right. the Newsies hat. So really, yeah. it's a no go for me on Bridesmaids. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I also just hate bridesmaids in general. So that's like is the there a big thing the movie? Be. Yeah, oh, I can't stand it. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I think it's so funny. Uh, but truly, uh, is there a worse? Is there a bigger turnoff than than that? Like Newsies hat on anyone? Yeah, on no, anyone. I I do remember it, it wasn't a good look. Like ugh, on a guy, on a girl, on a anybody, <laughs> just no. Well, I mean, except for Newsies. Yeah, if you live in the 1920s and deliver yeah, newspaper, yeah, if you're a or if you're like, or if you're like an 80 year old man on a park bench, those are the only <laughs> two people who are allowed to wear that hat. <laughs> I actually can't remember if Christian Bale wears a newsy cap in Newsies. I don't think he I, does. I think the I, d- from I only does. saw Newsies like once and was like, okay. No. Oh man, I rewatched it, it with Penny me. the other day. It was a moment. Poor Penny, <laughs> she'd be so traumatized. <laughs> Okay, wait. Who are you? Are did you agree? Are you? Yeah, the same? I agreed. Oh okay. wait, no wait. What was the question? Kiss Mary Kill. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember okay. if we moved on. <laughs> oh no, no. Okay, well, I, I have, I have Kiss Mary Kill, but just ranking. If you had to rank the Snyder Cut, Thunder Force, and Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, I would do Godzilla versus Kong. Honestly, the Snyder Cut and then Thunder Force. The thing Even about Thunder the Snyder Force cuts four hours, but Thunder Force brought me absolutely no joy. No matter how you cut it, it wasn't dumb enough to be funny. It wasn't funny enough to get away with being dumb. Like I, I sat there and I just I was sad for the state of the world. You know, Snyder Cut. I can at least respect what this egomaniacal director was planning with his pretentious film, and uh, and it's a better movie than Joss Whedon. So I. I honor that in my rankings. I'm going to say number one, Snyder Cut. Okay. Number two, Thunder Force. Interesting. And number three, Godzilla vs. Because you didn't even, you you were almost more of a Godzilla fan than I was last week, I felt like. I was, but that movie was so 
boring to me. Yeah, it you didn't don't find any do joy. anything. Yeah, and this at least we had Jason Bateman as a crab, which I did enjoy. <laughs> okay, well, um, I honestly couldn't think of a single other question. I just didn't have any other. I mean, I have. What in... animal would you want to be half of? Do you have to be half oh, an animal? Hmm, what would be the most useful? I guess, like, honestly, like, a centaur status. Like, I feel like then you can at least move quickly. <laughs> oh, like, half horse? That's yeah. literally the worst answer, Shelby. That is the worst answer. Well, what would you, you mean? Like, anything. an eagle? Like, something I would, basic? Yeah, I would, like, oh, I would I get fly. wings. I would yeah. get wings. That's okay. so... Okay, or, sure. Or some kind of strength something. I don't know. I mean, I could freaking destroy you if I was a horse. <laughs> You couldn't catch me. I'd fly above you and poop on you. (laughs) I sneak up behind you. I do a good old kick to the head and it's game over. You think you could sneak up on me? (laughs) Clap, 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 clap. Good luck. Has a horse ever snuck up on anyone? No. Yeah, sure. No. No. I don't know. I guess. I'm winning this. I could scratch out your eyes. Maybe like a pterodactyl would be good too because that's like cooler than a bird what about you but just with t-rex arms <laughs> yeah that's the most useless thing but it'd be cute okay well next week we are doing the oh, yeah. much anticipated 2020 film oh, ranking boy. episode yeah nothing makes the 2020 feel longer than adding like four more months of movies to it <laughs> i know the the movies on this list are wild because there are <laughs> things that you're like that was a million years ago and there are things yeah. that are still in theaters <laughs> yeah so it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh what happens you you watched a lot more than me so i, I have some catching to up me. to do i guess you were just so busy one reading, reading your yeah. 195 <laughs> books and then also re-watching stuff you just need yes. to watch more new stuff I know, but I feel like that was a trend in 2020 because one, movies were so hard to come by, but also it was they weren't that hard to come by because I watched a whole lot of them, Shelby. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, it'll be it'll be a fun time. It always is. So I'm I'm sure I'll find myself disappointed by your choices for one reason or the other. So I look forward to it. And and also, there's merch available now. Yes, it's it's probably sold out by now. just kidding it's unlimited but uh you can find it at psyourong.square.site or it'll be linked in our um our bios so honestly it was fun making it it was a huge pain figuring out the logistics of it but hopefully it, it works out and that you guys are thrilled by some of it so look forward to hearing about it um you can talk to us on our instagram at psyourong twitter at psyourong or send us an email at psyourong at gmail.com if you get it, please take a picture of yes. you wearing it or using it, if it's the mug, yeah. <laughs> and tag us, because I want to see what this looks like in the real world. Oh, yeah. You and me both, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> if it looks bad, actually, don't tag us. Yeah, 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 if it looks yeah, bad, yeah, just yeah. put it in a drawer. Final sale. Pretend. Yeah. <laughs> if it looks great, tag us. That's no, the point. It, it should look good. I really, I, I did my due diligence in finding a... Um, production i don't know what they're called a whole whatever a merch creator that is high quality so hopefully okay perfect (laughs) great love it okay well we'll be back next week for the rankings see you then bye